Tuba Nights and Longboxers, welcome to Lords of the Longbox, episode 128, maybe? Happy, happy new comic book day to you. We got another show for you guys. There's some great stuff in the world of comic books and whatnot. Uh, appreciate you, everybody, hanging out with us. We know it's uh, middle of a Wednesday afternoon. The NBA playoffs is kicking off. We're going to try to make this show as quick as possible because I don't want to miss the game, man. I want to go watch it, but uh, I got my man... AKA Dark Side Jedi holding down the producing for us. Ryan, yo, say what's up to the good Yo, people. yo, it's Wednesday. I hope you guys got all your books and I hope you're ready for some interesting news this week, I think. I from, think it is. From the Source Supreme. The TiVo, TiVo Supreme 14. Via <laughs> the Sir Black Knight. I got my man Otto for the grotto. Say what's up. What up to all my Autobots out there? It is Wednesday, ready to kick it off. We got a lot of good things to talk about tonight. Did my homework over on Moonbase Alpha, so we're going to kick some knowledge shit with you guys tonight. So thanks for jumping in. All right. I got the variant whore, a.k.a. Nemesis Prime. Say what's up to the good people, Justin. What's going on, everybody? want to give everybody a shout-out in the uh, chat. And glad you're here with the Lords, not watching those Warriors. So, Well, I will be. It's on DVR. So, uh, you know, Clay Thompson may be hurt, but that's my dog. I'm going to roll with them, man. I would rather have Clay Thompson not play and let him come back yeah. with KD in game uh, for you. You know what I'm saying, but you know Clay is gonna he's gonna smoke a doobie, jump in the ocean. He's gonna be ready to go, man. That's the way. That's his mama name him Clay. I'm a name him Clay. Uh, what's up to everybody in the live chat? Gorilla Grod, Jay Salsa, RJ Taylor, Big Lion Cat, Erasmus Gustav. That's a hell of a name. Comic Damn. dude, uh, Randy Sloan, who's saying, waiting for the Black Knight and the Lords. I got the uh, Black Knight on retainer. He's in my, he's, how the kids say it, he's in my DMs right now. And he's got any, he can answer any questions that you may have or may not have. I'll try to ask him. Uh, so let's kick off the world. Of, first of all, I posted a video yesterday. Um, well, and first of all, we need to uh, say thank you to KRS Comics. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, let's say hello. Thank you to our sponsors, man. We can fed our friends at KRSComics.com. Go to KRSComics.com. Use the discount code of L-O-T-L-B to get 10% off any KRS Comics exclusives. They will be at San Diego Comic-Con coming next month. I'm pretty sure we'll have some stuff about San Diego Comic-Con on an upcoming show, too. Also, shout out to our other sponsor, the GeekySwagShop.com. Use the discount code of L-O-T-L-B to get 15% off anything in their store, including... Lords of the Longbacks t-shirts available in white, black, and blue up to size 4 or 5 XL. I don't know. If you're any larger than that, buy two larges and sew them together. You know what I'm saying? You can make yourself a freaking hammock with them for all I care. But if you use a discount code of LOTLB, the shirt is $25 shipped. It ends up being $21 shipped for a Lord shirt, and you could represent it, and you could be the Lord of your own long box. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to Caleb, Wolf Blitz, Bad Avenger. And let's go with it, man. We got some stuff. Like I was saying, I dropped a, I did a video yesterday. Because last week we talked about Keanu Reeves and talks to be joining the MCU on Wednesday. On Saturday, another uh, a bigger internet site uh, took the story. And they said that Keanu Reeves is going to be in the Eternals. I basically did a video yesterday. I checked with our source, the Black Knight. And he has no, he checked with his Disney source, Marvel source, excuse me. And there is no evidence at all that he's going to be in Eternals movie. If you dig deeper into it. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure starts filming this summer, and so does The Eternals. So it's not impossible, but scheduling-wise, I find it hard to believe that Keanu Reeves will be able to fit both into his schedule. And why would he be a supporting role after the success of John Wick 3? He's a big-time cat. He wants to play Wolverine. He could be Silver Surfer or Warlock. But I'm not hearing The Eternals. 
But the internet's ran with it, and we are just a few lords of the long boxes that are just insignificant right. in the world of that stuff. But you heard it from us first. Remember that, man. So be careful out there uh, because these guys just go at rumors, and just because they have a following, they go. But my our source, I've showed Ryan, Otto, and Justin in That's our true. private chats about some stuff that we haven't talked about the show on the show. And, I, you know, Ryan was skeptical at first. I was you know, I, 100%. 100 yeah. percent. i will tell you straight up i was very skeptical and i've seen a few things that have it's brought me around to the light side it's come to fruition <laughs> matter of fact last week's show if you guys remember i just threw in a little blurb it wasn't even in our subjects about the story of the joker he that uh the our source the black knight told us that on some early scripts that he's going to be thomas wayne's son there was a story that leaked yesterday that indeed the Joker is going to be either Thomas Wayne's son or he thinks he's Thomas Wayne's son. I asked the Black Knight again today and they said, nope, the first script says that he's actually Thomas Wayne's bastard son. There's another script out there that says the Joker thinks he's Thomas, Scripps, Thomas Wayne's son because um, his mother was obsessed with Thomas Wayne. So that's pretty damn close to it. So very close. What, and I think we talked about that in May. <clears throat> no, yeah, we talked about it on our May 22nd show mm -hmm. um, at so, the 34-minute mark. So <clears throat> there you go. So we shall see. So let's see what kind of goodies we can drop on our good friends from the secret comic cable, Ryan. Ooh, well, a character that no one even thought of, an obscure 90s character, is coming to the big screen. Or, well, we don't know, big screen or small screen. But it looks like he's going to get a live-action that's right. And this kind of right, this book, when we first started talking about, remember in our private chat, we were talking about this like three or four weeks ago, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, man, look how many of Dark Hark number ones are on sale on eBay right now. And right. that's goes to prove our point that there is a secret group of collectors that snatch up all these books before the news drops. And sure enough, the Black Knight confirmed me and he said, yo, you can tell people that they're part of this thing. He has a private group of folks that they say, hey, I just heard this rumor. Everybody goes out and buys the books. And that's why you see these books move without any real, any real uh, new concrete. So did you I say mean, who the character is? Yes, I did. Darkhawk number one uh, is coming to either Hulu or the MCU. So what's finding out is Marvel Studios wants to develop, and it's been in development for a long time now. The current plan is to have him join the Spirits of Vengeance on Hulu, unless James Gunn wants to use him for the Guardians of the Galaxy or the cosmic side, because if the current iterations of Darkhawk, if, if you remember, he kind of went cosmic. He started as kind of the street level and kind of weird new Guardians. If you remember, it came out in 92. It was a, you know, Darkhawk number one was the first appearance. Um, basically, he's like Moon Knight, where he's stuck between two worlds, right? They want him in the streaming world of Hulu Disney Plus, but they're also kind of putting him on hold for the MCU. What can you tell us about Darkhawk and his first appearance, Otto? Well, it's it's out there and it's climbing in price, but we're going to talk about that a little bit. So, Darkhawk number one is a great book because that's not only a first issue, but it's also the first appearance. So you Our can get favorites. that. Yeah. Oh, we love that. We love that here in Lords of the Logbox. First issue, first appearance, came out in 1991 ran till 1995 and it was you know it wasn't really people didn't really it didn't really take off but there were a lot of people that actually enjoyed it you know tom defalco was the writer and it was just one of those books that you know two years ago you could find in the five dollar bin dollar bin and now it's creeping up in price so it's just it's out there um harder and harder to find high grade 
but I'll let Justin talk a little bit about that book. Yeah, Justin, what are we looking at on prices out? Because nine eights are pretty common in this book. What kind of GPA are we looking at the last 90 days and if it's moving at all? Yeah, so like you said, I mean, uh, GPA nine eights are uh, about $175. Uh, in the last 90 days, they had about 30 of them sold. You're looking at nine sixes. They dropped down to about $64 and about 18 sold. Now, this book actually has around, I, I was checking out the G, uh, CGC census. They got about 1,100 copies on the CGC census. So this book is out there. You can get this price cheaper than that. So there you go. I mean, this is back in the 90s when Marvel was doing a lot of like first appearances. If you look at the cover, it says Fantastic First Issue. Remember, we used to talk about this on our show mm -hmm. before that yeah. the publishers used to tell you this was a new collector's item issue. This I think is we had a very long conversation about the premiere first issues. <clears throat> yeah, the premiere first issues and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Thanks, Justin, for that. So, uh, Ryan, what's next on the well, menu? Well, up next, you know, it's been a while and we haven't seen a Man of Steel 2. So does Superman really have a future in WB or DCEU? Yeah, man. So I was talking to the Dark Knight, or excuse me, the Black Knight. Oh, kind of a Freudian slip there. Um, but basically, DC is kind of distancing themselves from the Man of Steel and Superman. They haven't really known what they've done with them. Uh, but we've pretty much confirmed this in the past that uh, Henry Cavill, Cavill, whatever, uh, he's pretty much told that he's no longer needed. His services are no longer needed. Um, what the Warner Brothers wants to do is they want to reboot the Superman franchise with Supergirl. And we already know that a Supergirl movie is on the way. Uh, in a recent interview, director Matthew Vaughn admitted that DC has squashed his Superman reboot. There's been other reports out there that talked about Matthew Vaughn's um, uh, his idea for a Superman movie reboot. And he wanted to make it Donner-esque. If you know, Richard Donner was our director of the first Superman movies and the whole mythos of, there you go, Otto, mythos, mythos of Superman. Right. Um, internally, though, the execs of W feel the character is dated and not accessible to a younger audience, as is Man of Steel, the box office. You would think Superman would be a billion-dollar movie, right? It just didn't happen, right? And, and unfortunately, they kind of lost any confidence they had in that. So, so if you, and I'll just tell you an update that just happened today, that Warner Brothers is, has, is coming to San Diego Comic-Con but DC does not have a Hall H presence this year. So there's a lot of upheaval going on at DC right now. So if they would have went to Hall H, they would have had Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman 84, and uh, the Joker. That's it. So they, they probably bowed out because we talked about it before. It is really quiet right now. Mm -hmm. Marvel is fixing to drop some Big serious... Then mm -hmm. DC probably just said, you know, we're going to step away. Because remember, Marvel didn't show up at San Diego Comic-Con no last year. There's no point. What do they have coming out? Wonder Woman and exactly. Joker, Exactly. Right? Once San Diego Comic-Con comes around, Spider-Man Far From Home would have been out. All the dust would have settled from the Infinity Sagas. They Kevin Feige now laid down his gauntlet, pun intended, and said, yo, this is where we're going for Phase 4. Maybe the phase five, maybe Keanu Reeves, maybe the rock is Namor. I'm just saying mm -hmm. it's very mm -hmm. quiet right now. It's a little, it's a little, we should be excited. Yep. So watch out. Man. It's too but, quiet. Uh, yep. Yeah. And we know phase four is going cosmic because it's already been said, right? We already know Guardians Galaxy 3. We got some other stuff and we know they want to go into space. They've already kind of trudged that territory, but. We teased it at the end of last week's show mm -hmm. about another area that may be going, and we didn't. We we broke the news about the Savage Land with Kazar, but right. Ryan, well, there's a second one. So we've have the outer space. We've had Earth, Old West, and, but now 
we have a, an era. So after going cosmic, Kevin Feige has a long-range vision of going on the range. Okay. Yes. Okay. Marvel has a long, long history. Actually, all comic books have a long history with Westerns, right? I mean, if you think back, that was some of the first Golden Age books, Silver Age books were Westerns and war comics. Marvel wants to dig into their long, long history, and they want to do some Westerns. Some of these Westerns or scripts that include Red Wolf, and the two-gun kid who would have thought about interesting. that very interesting it's crazy and i put Otto to the test he had to do he's yeah. gonna have to do some serious thinking <laughs> for the red wolf has been in the i mean okay if you follow me on instagram i speculated on red wolf about two years ago but but totally the wrong reason i didn't think it was going to be a movie but i knew red they were rebooting red wolf for the comics and we should know now anytime marvel reboots anything for the comics that they have long-range vision for him remember red wolf was brought back i think for secret the, the, sec, the last Secret Wars, you remember that? Mm -hmm. Basically, they modernized them. But Otto, what can you tell us about some of the Westerns and these first appearances that we're talking about? Because um, the Black Knight gave me a list. He basically told me Two Gun Kid, right. Ra, uh, Two Gun Kid, uh, what did I say? Red, Red Wolf. Wolf. I yep. think Rawhide Kid. But uh, these yeah. are some great books to spec on. What do we got? We're yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna start with the earliest because the earliest is really the Two Gun Kid number one, yeah, which awesome. came out in 1948. That's a golden age book, right there, gentlemen. That is a very old book. And, and that's an Atlas book. Yeah, that's an Atlas book. And this Two Gun Kid, this is a great name. Imagine his name, Clay Harder. My God, <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. If that's not a great name for a cowboy, I don't know what. I was going to say it's a great name for something other other <laughs> yeah, profession, exactly. but all right, yeah, right, exactly. Clay Harder. There you go. So he was the first two gun kid. It came out in 1948, and this ran for a couple of years. And you know, I don't know how many books are out there, so I'll let Justin speak on this for a little bit. But this was—I've never even seen this book out in any show I've ever been to. So, Justin, what do we know about this? Yeah, I mean, this book is super old. I mean, 1948. So um, as you can see, I mean, last sale was actually sometime last year in a CGC 2.5. It only went for $300. But okay. I mean, this book is basically non-existent on eBay right now. So, you know, you may be going to some old school collectors, going to shows, trying to find this book because it is a very hard book to come by right now. It right. would be, a, and I think it would be just, I mean, you, any golden age books you should have in your collection anyway, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's something you great on. And if it goes up in value because of any little news about potential movies, cause you know, Feige is remember, always thinking outside the box, right? So I mean, I, if he does it, I think he can. What's the other character? Otto? Yeah. So now you want to go all the way up to, you want to fast forward to November of 1962. And that is at two gun kid number 60, where you want to, um, where Matt Hawk was introduced. And Matt Hawk was um, created. Well, it, it was kind of funny because um, Stanley and Jack Kirby came up with this together. And believe it or not, Stan and Jack had big visions of the Western books and stuff like that. But it really, Stan kind of knew that it wasn't where he wanted to go with it. But it was so neat. And Jack loved drawing cowboys. So, so this is that, when Marvel bought atlas right so they yeah. had all their properties but and mm -hmm. you know flip the script then we just talk about paramount just buying all the other atlas stuff yeah right I mean, so, so this is so this is a two-gun get but this is a marvel book so this one is a bit more common i would think justin is there any pricing on this um with this book same thing i mean you're you're gonna have to Good look Lord. yeah you're gonna have to try to find this book in a, either a mid-grade to low-grade but last sale was uh this year CGC 8.0 and for just under $2,000. Uh, this Lord. is another book 
that wow. looking up on the CGC census, there's only about 50 copies out there. So. Holy cow. That's a great book to get. It's Kirby and Stan Lee, too, though. That's that's iconic right there. Well, know? that's rare because this is like Marvel pre-superhero stuff, right? And yeah. It was probably right. waning waning out because, you know, back – you got to think in the 50s and 60s, you know, kids were just loving cowboys and Indians and all that crap, yeah. right? And, you know, you had all the stories and before the superheroes came along. Basically, cowboys were it. If you think about Zorro, the Lone Ranger, all that stuff. Um, what about the other ones, man? Let's. Uh, oh, what man. are we talking about now? Red Wolf? This and, is, your head is going to be – Get some notes on this, guys. There's God, a bunch yeah, you of better take board. notes because this was rough. I mean, I took notes, highlighted this stuff, and got it ready. So Red Wolf, um, William Talltrees was the first uh, Red Wolf character that came out in Avengers number 80, okay? And what's neat about this is this is a Roy Thomas character, everybody. Yeah. So if you want to go out, Roy's doing lots of shows right now. And, you know, if this is a book that you want to get done, get signed, you definitely should. Uh, John Buscema, John Buscema, Buscema, I don't know how we want to say it. Buscema. Buscema was the artist at the time. And um, this was all Roy. This was Roy and Stan trying to bring in, you know, um, long-term Native American characters to the Marvel Universe. And this and, book got, got hot for a minute. I I, yeah. I bet you, Justin, there's some there's some movement on this book. A lot of people were buying this because I have I was looking for this like when uh, Red Wolf was announced back in the Marvel comics. Yeah, this book has definitely gone up. Uh, over the few past few years, uh, 92s are going for about 225. The 8.0s are, you know, a lot less than that. There's only about, you know, 46 dollars was the last one sold. Uh, checking out GPA and the CGC census, uh, you're looking at only about 100 copies graded higher than 92s. Wow, so it's actually right. a tough book to come in, you know, high grade for the. Yeah, 60s. mine is mine is at best maybe a VF minus. When I was looking yeah, for I them, I, I found well. it hard to find. A high grade copy of this, but you know it's it's interesting because it's it's a character that's been around, and there's there's a mythos built around Red Wolf. What's the other Red Wolf? Book? Mm -hmm. Right. So then you want to go to Marvel Spotlight number one, which came out in 1971, and there we have a character um, by the name of John Wakeley. Okay, so Wakeley was the next one, and that was Marvel Spotlight number one, and we have another iteration of Red Wolf. And it was just another way to keep the character going as a um, as a spirit creature, a spirit animal in the um, tribal nations. So pretty neat book. Don't know if there's many of them out there for Marvel Spotlight number one. So I'll let Justin talk about that. Yeah. yeah so so, Mar so, so Marvel Spotlight. I mean, again, as we love it here on the Lords, first appearance, first issue. Uh, these it. books are easily attainable. Nine point twos and in one hundred eighty eight dollars. Eight point five is going for forty four dollars. Uh, you know, there's all about 250 on the CGC census, but this is a doable book, guys. I mean, you should be able to find this book somewhere at a good, price, yeah. easy price. I mean, Ryan, I tell you, I mean, don't you have a large run of Marvel Spotlight? There's a ton I do. of great, yes, uh, there there's are. a ton of great titles and uh, Tons. first appearances in Marvel Spotlight. Mm -hmm. That's pretty interesting. That's a great. Yeah. That is definitely a good price to go after oh, no. that book tonight too. <laughs> Marvel I Premiere, think, uh, Tim. I'm sorry, not, not oh, Marvel, Marvel Premiere. Yeah, 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 but the Mar yeah. all those books, Marvel Premiere, Marvel Spotlight, all of them had great. Uh, they were Marvel's way of introducing characters, and if they got hot, they got their own solo series, right? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. what's the most the the kind of odd one in there um, that we don't know about? Well, there's another version of it. There's this another is, one. Yeah, this is yet uh, the character. It's kind this of a was placeholder. A great name. Yeah, it's kind of a yeah. placeholder where they they give the Red Wolf mantle to different characters throughout time. So this is Red right. Wolf Seven. What's about this? Yeah, so that's Thunderhead, and that's a great name, Thunderhead. Thomas Thunderhead. <laughs> that's right, Thomas Thunderhead. Red Wolf Number Seven. 
Um, and then the cover looks really good. You can see they've changed the logo a little bit. And they, they always keep the head band, the headdress the same, which is pretty neat, part of the Red Wolf character. Um, don't know too much about this. Don't see this book often, not that I'm looking for it. But, Justin, what do we know about this? Uh, Price-wise, you know, this almost is a book that you're really not going to find. Uh, not too many on the census right now. I mean, I just found an, a 9.8 that sold for $250 back in January. But other than that, I mean, there's they're kind of non-existent. So this may be a book that you want to go look for in, uh, you know, them long boxes. Right. Keep in them long boxes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the last so, one, this one is one that uh, I think this is a great little dollar find book right here. Right. So <laughs> when we were talking about this, Justin's quote was, have fun going dumpster diving. So this is another character. This is Wild Run. And Wild Run came out in Fantastic Four Annual number 25, which came out in 1992. And I don't even remember this Fantastic Four book. I don't remember this book at all. And then there was some changes going on with the character. He was involved with Kang, and he was in a group called the um, An Anachronauts or something like that. Acronauts. I don't really know. So basically, this is this is actually the first appearance of the character chrono uh, well in the Marvel continuum because uh, Kang the Conqueror plucked this version of Red Wolf out of time to be part of his time of time traveling warriors. And I think it was like he plucked them out of like the 1700s or 1800s. That's why this book is so kind of funky and wonky, man. But it's just one of those things. If you, you know, if you're bored and you just see this and if it's a buck, pick it up. Because I bet you Justin doesn't have any sales data on this. There is no, not one sold on the CGC center at all. <laughs> I didn't say go dumpster diving. I said go dollar bin diving. Let's get oh, that right. Oh, that's right. Dumpster diving. I'm sorry. But yeah, I mean, in the <laughs> 90s, there was... They, that one year for all those annuals, they came out with first appearances in all those annuals. And, you know, now's the time you could spec on these books for a very long time. So go go look in those dollar bins. There's definitely at least one one of these books, I would say. Yeah. So this is not phase four. This is beyond phase four, phase five, where, you know, they're just doing stories that they can put in the MCU. They could put on the Disney streaming service. But, you know, you know, they got a rich history of that. And, you know, they, people just about thinking they're going to do the obvious thing. Kevin Feige never does the obvious thing. If he's got these characters, why not do them? Right. You can put them. He can pluck. He can start it as a Western and then have the hero go into modern times as the version of Red Wolf in the modern era. Right. I mean, you saw him. He started in the Western and the next thing you know, he popped up in Avengers number 80 in the modern times. So I think that's pretty interesting, man. But uh, what is Ryan? Oof. This is I'm big. This, this is this is probably the most exciting news of the whole night, in my opinion. IP man is in talks to join the MCU. Well, you mean Yip Man, not yep. IP Man. <laughs> yep, yep Man. man. If you don't know who that is, that's Bruce Lee's Kung Fu master in real life. And if you didn't know, there's about four or five films starring Donnie. Well, Donnie Yen starred in three of them, and he's making another one right now. The most recent one he did, Mike Tyson was in it. Donnie Yen has emerged as a front runner to play the Mandarin and be the main villain in the Shang-Chi Master of Kung Fu movie. So basically, we talked about last week uh, that... Uh, Kevin Feige still wants to use the Mandarin character, and we speculated that the talks are they want to use the Mandarin as the villain in the Shang-Chi film, right, to get rid of that whole Fu Manchu thing. Well, he's auditioning now, not for his martial arts skill, but they want to see if he has the acting chops. And I've been a fan of Donnie Yen since Iron Monkey from mm -hmm. way back oh, in the day. Love that movie. I think Good he can movie. kill it. What they want to do is they're going to make the Mandarin Shang-Chi's father, and they want to make him a more complex supervillain, kind of like Killmonger in Black Panther 2. 
Donnie Yen would also be doing the martial arts. Last week, we also talked about during the show that Zhang Zizi, the actress that was in uh, uh, Hidden, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, is also being talked about for the role of one of his warrior assassins. Um, and so once again, the book to talk about is Tales of Suspense 50. What do we got on that, Otto? That's it. That's a great book. Anniversary issue. We talked about it last week. Uh, Mandarin's on the cover. Classic, classic Larry Lieber's involved in that book. Um, just a great book for you to have in your collection. I've been hunting for it on eBay, trying to find a grade that I've been looking for. I've seen a lot of three fives. A uh, grade that I'd be interested in this book around would probably be a five zero. Don't need it in super high grade, but it is a very classic and iconic cover. And of course, it's the 50th. It's uh, Tales, Tales of Suspense 50, and that's an anniversary issue. So we like that here on Lords of the Long Box. Yeah. Has but. any price movement changed on it, Justin? Yeah, I mean the last last nine two just went for uh, two thousand forty dollars. I mean, if you look at the trend on this, this book did jump a couple of years ago with the Iron Man movie, uh, but then it kind of dipped down. So as you can see, the CGC stuff for lower grades are still doable. And what's interesting about this book, there's only about five hundred on the CGC census for a first appearance of a, a you know an old school Marvel villain. Yeah, that's right. I mean, this the Mandarin has been a, obviously it's been Iron Man's kind of foil for the longest time. But with Iron Man kind of going away, they got a great villain that they can kind of reuse and in place of Fu Manchu, which is kind of a really bad stereotype for Asians. Right. If, especially if they want to rock it in China, what we talked about, how they want to get a Chinese actor, actors uh, to play all the roles. And Donnie Yen right now is huge in China. I mean, even though we talked, some people were talking about when Keanu Reeves, they're saying, man, Keanu Reeves is too old to play any role. Keanu Reeves is 55. Guess what? Donnie Yen is 56 years old. But it just yeah. goes to show you, man, cats like us who have nine to five jobs, we ain't got all day to be in the gym or have nutritionists <laughs> right, and stuff, right. but these guys do. So, I mean, Donnie Yen looks great for his age. And hell, he played, he was in uh, Rogue One. Uh, he, so he already has a tie to Disney. If there's if there's a article, there's a interview he did where he was telling his kids that he was going to be in a Star Wars movie, and he told him his kids didn't get that excited. He goes, "People in China really don't get that excited for Star Wars." But he said, "Man, but people in China love Marvel movies. That should have been your clue right there that Donnie wanted to come into the MCU." And speaking of the MCU and Shang Chi, wow, the first so, appearance, <laughs> Marvel Special Edition. What we got on that, boys? We got a lot on this book right now. <laughs> this book is climbing, climbing, climbing. So for those of you out there, for those of you who I don't even, you've got to know this. It's Marvel Special Edition number 15 is the first appearance of Shang-Chi. Now, I've said this before. This book is ripe for your signatures. Um, Roy Thomas, Steve Englehart, Jim Starlin. You can, if you went to a bunch of shows, I guarantee you can get this triple signed. Uh, I'm looking to get a double signed. I've got a nice raw copy that I want to get sent out. Um, hoping it comes back pretty decent grade. Um, but again, this is a book that's right for the picking. It was a book that I was looking at maybe a year and a half, two years ago. But now it's just it's almost it's almost becoming very, very like it's almost becoming unattainable at, on high grade. So you've got to get it now. So, yeah, I've, just, I got two of them signed by Jim Starlin and Steve Englehart. Um, that's perfect. And, and uh, uh, let's see, talk about some pricing, Justin, because I know I've been watching this and it's been amazing how this book has really jumped. Yeah, so GPA, 90 days, you've got 10 copies sold, averages uh, $1,400. And even in a 9.4, uh, you got 17 copies wow. sold for uh, $850 on the 90-day GPA. So the book is climbing, and I, now is the time to kind of get this book. I'm, I'm sure even in 8.5s and 9.0s, they're still cheap enough for you to get. 
crack it, press it, possibly come back that nine two or nine four. I right, love that idea. Love that idea of going after it, you know, at a lower grade and then cracking that precedent and seeing what it And they're back not at. as easy as you think to come in a high grade because of the black cover. Right, absolutely. I mean, this is I mean, I have four copies, but it took me quite a few years to get if you follow me on Instagram, you know I've been looking for this character for the longest time. So I have a nine oh, nine two, nine six, and nine eight. The nine eight is an old label, but I don't I, I, I don't even want to tempt the fates. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I'll keep it as is. I don't want to crack it. If I had a raw copy though, I'd do it definitely what auto do. I would yep. get them at the very least double signed because Englehart and Starlin are very active on the uh the the comic scenes uh mm -hmm. the, the con circuit. Um mm -hmm. but you know, like you see, if you get in triple sign or anything like that, you know, it's kind of funny now that Stanley has passed away. We've kind of have a void for signatures, right? Before Stanley was the, you know pun no pun intended but was the gold standard mm -hmm. for signatures but now he's left that it's like you know maybe todd mcfarland is kind of hard to get and simply because they charge more but you know roy thomas is still around you know some i think uh like uh, romita right uh, anytime you can get like frank miller signings you know some of these things because some of the older cats you guys got to take advantage of this because you know it sounds horrible but they may not be around anymore mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. I haven't really looked for Stanley Sigs in a while, so I don't even know if the, the price has gone down on them or not. But remember, they were asking pretty pennies for them uh, for a while there. Um, yeah. What but, I want to just, what I just want to mention real quick, I just want to chime in. If, if you've watched our show or listened to our show in the past six to eight months, when we talk a lot about these characters, Roy Thomas's name is mentioned quite often, you guys. So he was Stan's golden boy, and. Whether or not his signature or is claiming the dollar amount that it should be, which I think is very undervalued at this time, he is, you know, one of the architects of this whole of the whole bronze age. So that is something that you guys should not be sleeping on. Always have a conversation with him. He's a very nice guy. He loves to talk about everything. And he's just a really cool guy to talk to. So don't sleep on Roy's signature. I absolutely believe in that. Yeah, so that's the big news of the week, man. Donnie Yen and talks auditioning to play the Mandarin. I mean, and also I didn't bring it up, but um, for what they're doing with the Shang Chi film, um, they're taking inspiration from Enter the Dragon. So they want to go old school, like seventies martial arts style. If you ever seen Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee, it was his first American produced film, and it was basically Bruce Lee being a spy for MI five or MI six, whatever the British intelligence is, where he goes to an island, right? Um, the sequel, they want to go into the more mystical realm of Kung Fu. If you think about Chinese martial arts that are called Wuxia, where, you know, they're flying around on wires and things like that. And we, last week we talked about how on the sequel they want to do the new Agents of Atlas. And if you follow my Instagram, I just posted a variant that's going for about $130. It features the first appearance of like three new Asian characters in the Marvel Universe. So there's a reason they're pushing this, man. They want to go introduce Shang-Chi do gritty enter the dragon style on the sequel they want to make a um how do i say? they want to make an avengers asian team of power beings you know martial arts beings they don't want to get too caught up in a and all asian people know martial arts right so but if you followed war of the realms num uh war of the realms new agents of atlas number one it's the first appearance of wave luna and some other characters are all asian uh in characters so the one named wave is the first filipina superhero in the mcu uh, excuse me in marvel the whole island of the philippines is jumping all over this book the book i got 
the Miko Siyuan cover. I believe he's a Filipino cover artist. There's a, if you don't know, there's a ton of Filipino cats that work in the comic book industry. Um, that did most of them are artists. They do variants and they do internals, but they're pushing that big. So remember, Shang Chi's gonna gonna. They're already casting for it. They want to keep it gritty. Enter the Dragon. Introduce him as kind of a super spy British. Uh, you know, in the movies he was for MI6 but grounded in kind of like uh, in Asia or China, and they want to kind of take that whole continent. I mean, it's a huge box office. We talked about China being the second box office draw in the world. So I think that's where Disney has a great you know reputation over there doing films already. If you think about Mulan and what they're doing, anytime you look at the Disney box office, they always do well overseas. Well, except for Star Wars. But <laughs> everything else, they actually kill it and and worldwide and if you think about aquaman majority of its box office came from china mm. it did that well i mean they love fantasy films they don't uh, here's what i tell you about chinese box they're not really crazy into um sci-fi like most of their stuff is like fantasy based either martial arts fantasy based or things of that nature like if you think of the monkey king and things it's always built on chinese mythology so like Star Wars, they they like okay. Like Japan is bigger on sci-fi stuff. You think about all the mecha and things like that, that nature, right? Japan is much bigger on sci-fi, but China is much bigger on kind of uh, fantastical, mythological types, so especially with Chinese legends. I mean, Ryan, you saw the Bruce Lee Chinese Gods uh, cartoon, yes, right? Yes, yes, I did. It was it was great. What 1976? Yeah, you got to beat that out, man. It's on, it's on, it's on, it's on Amazon Prime. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, yep. Last time I saw it was like 25 years ago. It's called <clears throat> Bruce Lee and the Chinese Gods. Basically, it's a Chinese uh, animated film, and they make basically make one of the gods a Bruce Lee character. Uh, that, and well, it's he's got freaking, a third eye. Yeah, it's crazy. There's a kid <laughs> on these little wheels and skates and weird. It's uh, it's it's out there, man. It's out like, there. Uh, but that's Tim, where we're at, boys and girls. Tim, real quick, wasn't even like Venom? Didn't that do better overseas than it did here in yeah, domestic? Yeah, Venom. I mean, here's a weird thing too. Wonder Woman didn't do that well in the international box office either. Just like here, here's proof of that. Like Star Wars, that not that popular solo bombed overseas. You know what did really good? Fucking World of Warcraft. Yes, <laughs> World of Warcraft. Made it. Oh yeah, I mean, if there's professional World of Warcraft players in like Korea, Japan, China, I mean, you hear about stories about people, these kids are addicted to video games. And so it's all the fantasy stuff that they really dig. So I can make sense how introduce Shang-Chi, introduce a team of Asian superheroes, almost an Asian, you know, cause the Avengers can't be around, you know, they can take care of North America. But what happens if you have a, a problem in China? So you right. have an Asian super team and they did it in the comics with the new agents of Atlas. So, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of times Kevin Flaggy, he goes right to the, he goes right to the Marvel bins and he starts digging there for stories, man. So, you know, it's all connected, as they like to say. But right. you know what? That's it, boys and girls. We're keeping the show nice and tight. I'm not going to give you a lot of fluff. And so any last words from my man, Dark Side Jedi? I got well, you nothing. You know what? You'll be last, Dark Side Jedi. <laughs> Let me say Otto. Any last words? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've got a few last words. This might take a little while, but I'm going to oh, make it shit. quick. <laughs> so I just you want you guys to know, check us out. Three Men in a Basement will be live this Friday night for uh, Otto's little online birthday party. We're going to hang out. We're going to get my fellow Lordsmen, my fellow uh, Three Men in the Basement guys. We're going to do a live show about 9 o'clock Eastern time. Hop on. We've got some CGC books. We've got some books we're going to talk about. We're just going to chop it up for a little bit while we celebrate my birthday, which is this weekend. And I'm and old as fuck. Well, I don't want to say that, but it's, <laughs> close to the big five. it's not the big 5-0 yet, but it's creeping up there. So We just um, have to count the wrinkles on his bald head. The age, you know what I'm saying? Well, like each, each wrinkle is seven years or you, something. Yeah, like yeah, years. You cut them in half and count the rings, right? Is that That's right. Yeah, well, yeah. You cut me in half. We got a lot of halves. But, <laughs> but anyway, I also do want to say, you guys, we're, we're doing a 500 sub giveaway. I think we're like 
three people away from subbing up some, um, giving away some good books. So please sub up. I want to get that giveaway done Friday night. And um, as always, thank you for watching Lords of Logbox and hanging out with, you know, the Three Men in the Basement crew. This has been a good show tonight. Thank you, guys. Yeah, make sure you guys sub up Three Men in the Basement and check out Otto's video for his giveaway. He's giving away some cool stuff. Nemesis Prime, a.k.a. Variant Whore. I love Sandy Whore. Rest in peace. Yeah, guys, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, yeah, just to back Otto, I will be actually up there in Connecticut Friday night live on in the show in the grotto. So That's definitely right. check us out. Oh, wow. Got some CDC folks too, right, Dustin? Yeah, I got some CGC. Uh, I got some unboxings. So it's going to be a nice. good show. Brian and I will just be on uh, our the virtual grotto as we That's uh, right. as we get inebriated and, and watch these guys make a fool of themselves. But check it out. What time Friday, Otto? We're going to do uh, 9 o'clock uh, my time, so 6 o'clock on the West Coast. All right. So I will I will guarantee you I will be lit AF for that show. I may <laughs> embarrass right, them, right. and we, the FCC may pull us, but I will be there. That's all right. Uh, We're going to make it happen. It'll be a fun one. A special Definitely. shout out to our man Dark Side Jedi for the, all the killer graphics that he's been working hard all day on, aka the producer with the moosers. <laughs> with the moose. Yeah. <laughs> Any last words, Dark Side Jedi? Well, I want to add on to what Otto was saying. I will be joining that Friday party, and I have a CGC box of my own. That I damn. I'm, I'm, I'm picking that yeah, up from the post it. office tomorrow. Um, it's my C two E two. Marv Wolfman, George Perez, Better double signing. Man, C2 was like almost a year ago. Yes. It's almost like a Finally got it back. Unboxing. Finally got it back, but I've got about six, five or six Teen Titans books that got some SIGs, and we're going to see what the grades are. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, hey, you know what? I do, I saw Godzilla over the weekend. I may do a review on that. because Yeah, uh, I'd love to hear about it. No, I want to ask you about that. That's one we can talk I mean, about. If, I mean, if you want to talk about it, we could do it on the, we could do it on the live show. I mean, Yeah, let's uh, do it Friday night. Let's do it Friday night. Yeah, if you haven't seen Godzilla, go peep it out, man, especially if you've been a fan of any kaiju uh, movies in the past. I mean, there's nice little Easter eggs all over the place. See it on the biggest bombastic screen with the best sound possible and it it it, it will it it give you a sensory orgasm i guess you could say i thoroughly enjoyed it so forget what the critics are saying that you know i mean what are you expecting citizen kane from a movie called godzilla with a giant moth and a three-headed monster come on man right, right. <laughs> tell your eight ten year old self hey do you want to see a movie with godzilla fighting a three-headed dragon yes you would say fuck yes you would hell yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you know what we're nuts about it. My go ba go back and watch an old Godzilla movie and then go see this new one and you'll be blown yeah. away. Right, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, the humans are kind of stupid, but that's pretty much every Godzilla movie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> all right. Thanks, y'all, for joining us. Uh, we're going to cut this show up into segments so you can watch it at your own leisure. You know, we'll try to parse it out so you can see what about, you know, which subject we're talking about. Um, and uh, we'll hopefully be back next Wednesday with the new Black Knight report. But we're going to have some highlights for you in between that time. So until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out.